2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. That show about video games, a little bit of pop culture, and two friends catching up for the week. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. Come get you. Ooh, baby. (laughs) Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. (laughs) Panties. I'll take them. Sure. I'll take all your pennies now, please. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I feel like we got to leave the singing to uh, to other podcasts. Jordan has a beautiful voice. I love it when he sings, by the way. <laughs> I love it when Cedric doesn't say anything. Yeah, when he... Or when he's... He throws like, a little bit of shade. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> and we are your game of friends, your game of friends. <laughs> Cedric's like, today on the show... Right. Are you Are you done? <laughs> damn hey speaking of our friends over at gamer friends it's pride month so if you're looking for a way to celebrate pride month and celebrate the lgbtq plus people in your life one if you're not listening to gamer friends you should be they're great but two big nakruma jordan he runs a nonprofit called collage which supports children of lgbtq plus caregivers And it unites them in a network, creating a community around that kind of unique outlook of life. And it's a really cool organization. So if you're wanting to be about something this year and not just change your avatar to a rainbow or whatever, or make like a lazy ass (laughs) post on Facebook, whip out your wallet and head on over to Collage and give them money. Because mm-hmm. nonprofits need your money to survive, and this is a good one. I'm going to put a link in the description. Get your ass out there and give them some money. All right. Hey. Another shout out I want to do AD, the Call It Like I Don't See It podcast. We have our sister podcast, Gamer Friends. We have our brother podcast, Call It Like I Don't See It. They had a lot to say about the shooting in Texas. As you know, they're based out of Texas. They're in Houston. And AD is a school teacher of young children. And I mm-hmm. didn't really make the connection of how hard that would hit. So my heart goes out to him and all the teachers out there that are having to deal with a lot of this right now that are having to have those tough conversations with their kids. Uh, you guys, I think I've said it before on this show, but I've said it many times in real life. You know how you come up to a soldier, like, thank you for your service? Mm -hmm. When I meet a teacher, I'm like, hey, thank you for your service. Not to downplay the importance of what soldiers do, although I have conflicting views. That's a whole other conversation. But teachers, I think we can all get on board that they're very important. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for all that you do, AD and teachers out there like you. We appreciate you here at Player Two. Yes. Current events. Let's catch up for the week. So, you started your vendor activities yes. yeah yes so i am now a five-day vendor at the peddlers mall indianapolis indiana 7803 east washington street come check me out i've got a bunch of dope shit in there and you can just pay me straight up you don't gotta pay taxes or nothing don't that sound great you don't gotta pay taxes on nothing this is basically like a garage sale come on through chat me up about nerd shit i was talking to some kids about uh what the hell was he talking about tack on titan and <laughs> And a bunch of other shit. So, uh, yeah, come through and check me out, man. I'm gonna be there uh, all day tomorrow. Well, you guys aren't gonna know because it's gonna yeah. be <laughs> tomorrow, all day yesterday. Yeah, all day. <laughs> I'm gonna be here all day yesterday and, <laughs> and all day today. <laughs> I was gonna say we're planning to. We were talking about it. Me coming up and visiting. If you run the shop on Sunday, mm-hmm. which would be the day that this episode drops. So there's a good chance that both of us will be out there on Sunday if you guys decide to stop by. Yep, yep. All right. Well, I took advantage of that recent sale. PS5 controllers. Oh. Not 80 bucks. Not 70 bucks. What? 60 bucks. Oh, man. Better get on that. That's $20 off. I already got two. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, I got me one of them red boys. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful controller. Very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of sales, Xbox has had a pretty robust sale. I don't know if it's still on as of this recording, but it was on this week. And it was just one of those where they were just selling off 360 games and other titles for like two, three, five bucks at the most. Mm-hmm. I picked up Saints Row 2, Dark Void, and Ooh, hey, the game right. that's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. Killer is Dead, Infinite Undiscovery, and Blue Killer Dragon. Is dead. So I have digital copies of infinite undiscovery and blue dragon now so i don't have to dis swap sweet yeah 
I played a little bit of Infinite Undiscovery this week, but I don't have much to say about it, so I figured I'd shout it out here. But I played enough of Dark Void where I think I might want to talk about it. Okay, cool. The only other thing I had mentioned last week that I was planning on watching Sonic 2. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned I was going to watch Sonic 2 last week, and I did. Right before I canceled my Epic's subscription, I watched <laughs> Sonic 2. And, uh, yeah, yeah, canceled it before the trial ends. You said, and you're not the only one, so I'm not using this to make fun of you, please believe. Right. You said it was a good video game movie, one of the best. You still stand by that statement, I, I take it? I still stand by that. I have some things that I know you're going to mention. They're oh. going to bring it down for you. And those things are the reasons why I would say it's not for certain people. There's a whole ass like, Tyler Perry movie in the yep. middle of Sonic 2. <laughs> yep. That's the one. <laughs> Which I kind of liked, but not in my Sonic 2 movie, please. Yeah. Can we separate the whole the time two? in the theater, I was like, okay, though, can we uh, get back to some knuckles? Why are we still and... here? <laughs> yeah. So I've never, I've, okay, you know how like there's fan edits of films, uh, like a fan edit of The Hobbit to kind of shorten it down because it was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll see fan edits of films that were not so well received, but. I guess the person watching just felt passionate enough, like, hey, I think there's something here. We just need to cut it better, right? Right. I have never before in my life felt so much like I wanted to fan edit a film <laughs> while I was watching it until Sonic 2. <laughs> Literally, when they got to, like, the Swiss Alps or wherever the fuck they went, like yeah. Norway, uh-huh. I, I was just like, I want to cut this whole thing out. Can I do a fan edit? Can I get a Blu-ray? Right. Why? 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 It's for the kids. There, there's no. There's mm. so much of the like. Uh, okay, Uptown Funk. Bruno Mars is for the kids. Yeah, that shit is so old. That's for the children. Uh, so, mm. <laughs> so there's this whole dumb people walk into a bar full of shifty characters. Things go awry, and then a dance off saves them, which you've seen in a million movies. And they went into a bar in the first movie <laughs> with yes. unsavory characters. Exactly. They pulled that shit twice and they did it way worse than this. And the thing is, I don't mind a weird or off kilter scene if it moves the plot along, but you could completely remove the bar scene out of the movie and nothing would change. They mm-hmm. they advanced no plot. I mean, it showed Sonic and Tails bonding a little more, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing. When they first get there, they're like, I hope these people are nice. I would cut it from there to them sleeping because it just shows them. Right. right and it's dark and then you know that scene was so fucking cute which it was so cute yeah <laughs> tails kind of like puts his tails over sonic like a blanket so sweet yeah, yeah. uh and they're like spooning i'm like oh they're buddies <laughs> <laughs> i would cut straight to that yeah and then the tyler perry thing so james marston's wife who's she played by uh tika sumter thank you tika's sisters get married right mm-hmm. The marriage turns into this weird plot uh, yeah. where it's like a Operation Catfish. Mm-hmm. Her fiance, the whole dating, getting uh, her to marry him. The actual wedding was all a ploy to catch Sonic, which worst plan I've ever seen. Yeah. Ha- why yeah. not? They, you know where they live. Just go get him. Yeah. What? What? What's? I do like that they tried to make it like fit into. They the tried plot, to though. like. They really tried. Yeah. It didn't work, but they tried. <laughs> it's like they had this dope idea for a funny wedding scene. We're trying to figure out a way to work it into a Sonic Two movie because one of my favorite parts in the movie, and there were a lot of jokes that landed in this movie. There's a lot of jokes that did not land, mm-hmm. but one of the jokes that really landed was when she went straight Bridezilla after she found out she was like he yeah. married her to get close to her to capture Sonic, which is mm-hmm. so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and she slides that golf cart and like steps off. Off of it in slow mo while it drinking. like crashes and burns. <laughs> I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, <laughs> nothing to do with Sonic. Funny, right? And uh, spoilers for Sonic Two, by the way. Just throw that in there, just in case. Okay, nobody. Sure. So far, we haven't talked about any plot points, but yeah. sure. Because uh, again, we're talking about shit that you can completely remove from the movie, mm-hmm. and nothing would change. Nothing. For sure. But yeah, there were a lot of really sweet and cute moments. I loved the Mean Bean Cafe, referencing yeah. me, you know, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I loved how his old assistant, you know, who's working at the coffee shop, holding it down for Dr. Robotnik to return. He was making those espresso arts with Dr. Mm-hmm. Robotnik's face. And he made it for this guy. He just came in and like swirled it <laughs> <laughs> and destroyed his art. It was really funny. And that's, I think the reason why I had such an urge to fan edit it is because I could see a good movie in there. It was just bogged down 
with a lot of unnecessary sequences, terrible jokes from Jim Carrey. He landed maybe 30% of the time. Mm. The other 70 was Cringe City. Cringe City. While I was watching him, I was like, okay, then I would edit to where you see him here, and then I would cut past all the dialogue he just said and cut to here, and that's what we do for the Dr. Robotnik scene. In my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knuckles was a great character. Knuckles was awesome. Again, it seems like they had two or three different ideas about who his character should be, and then they just kind of ping-ponged back and forth between them. Whether he's like this badass or like he's this uh, warrior born of tragedy or he's basically Drax. Right. Yeah. Like, because he literally <laughs> like took a joke too literal, like Drax does. And it just, it fell out of place considering that he got context in the rest of the movie. Right. Um, I love the dot, dot, dot joke. Yeah, that was funny. That was great. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. But yeah, I, I do. I think it's mid tier video game movie, which makes it a bad movie because which makes it a bad. Oh, which makes it a bad normal movie. Bad movie movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not no mid tier video game movie. Okay. So it's not on the bottom tier. Okay. I think it again. There's just a lot in there that doesn't need to be in there, and it annoyed me. But there were a lot of jokes that landed. The other thing though is because there was so much fluff and extra stuff that didn't need to be there, all three of us got bored. My wife, I looked over, she's looking down at her phone. I'm sitting here thinking, I, w- I wish we were doing something else, and like, you know, towards the middle of the film. I look over at my son, he has checked out, and he is just drawing pictures. Damn. Like, all three of us, like, the the movie bored us, because Damn. it just meandered and did shit that didn't really matter, and they took Sonic out for large chunks. Did it at least bring you back for the third act? Because I really enjoyed the third act, like... All of that, like Master Emerald stuff and Robotnik, and I thought it was real clever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The third act was cool, but the fact that it followed what it followed diminished it. <laughs> okay. And and again, this all like all of this comes back to I want to film edit this movie so fucking bad. Like Boy. I want to make this a good film, and I literally think if you just edit it in a certain way, it would be fantastic. Yeah. And that's that's uh that's where I'm at with that. Okay. So I if that. I were to rate it, I'd give it a, I'd give it like a three, like a, a three, just out an of, even three out of, five. out of five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? That's Which fair. you know that's middle of the road, maybe even a three point five for the humor, but again, it gets offset by a lot of really terrible jokes. Mm-hmm. So I give it a four for Supersonic. <laughs> I did like awesome. that uh that Ben Schwartz uh, referenced himself. Yeah. He was like the worst. I was like, nice. That's that's good yeah. stuff. If you, for those of y'all who don't know, Ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic, and he's also was it John Ralphio? Is that his character's name John, in Parks and Rec? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> the most annoying guy ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, let's move it along because we have a hard stop for you. You got stuff yeah, to do tonight. Yeah, so uh, tell me this week. What you playing, video games-wise? Man, I ain't really played anything. Like, I've tested a few things. Like, I played a little bit of Mario Odyssey, and I played a little bit of Ultra Street Fighter 4, which actually is relevant for what we're going to be talking about in the news later. True story. But, um... Not much, though? Yeah, this week I've been busting I mean, you're getting ass. the store like, set up. Yeah. yeah. I've, like, every night have been, like, tagging items for hours. Wow. Every single night. Cause I got so much shit I need to tag and get. You should have reached out, man. Yeah, I could have helped. I mean, it, yeah, I I know, but it's kind of one of those things that only I can really do efficiently. Cause I have to I look it. up the item and know what it is, right? And then, you know, mm-hmm. put them in order and then tag them and then we'll make sure the disc look good and uh, you know just. I hate shit. that when you have like meticulous hard work that you have to do that you can't delegate because of how intricate it is to the specific knowledge you have of it. Right. Right. Like, oh, my God, I wish I could be doing anything in addition to editing. But editing takes all of my senses. So when I'm editing, I can't listen to music. I can't read. I can't watch TV in the background. I can't play a game. All I can do is edit. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It it sucks. So I get you. All right. Well, I can hold it down this week for sure. I've played a lot of video games. All right. I'm continuing to play Spiritfarer. And I think I'm going to lean in really hard to Spiritfarer 
up through this coming week. It's starting to grip me more. I still haven't gotten to sad parts, but I've gotten to parts that tell me it's about to get sad. Uh-huh. Characters will say little things like, oh, this reminds me of the time you used to watch movies and the kids would cuddle up with me. I miss those times. And I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm making houses on the boat or like personal quarters for the guests. I'm getting in a rhythm with collecting more materials to make the boat larger and meeting new characters and stuff like that. So it's rolling. Um, And hopefully I'll have a decent amount to say about it next week, story-wise, because that's what I'm aiming to do. Uh, Like I said, I played Infinite Undiscovery for a bit. Looks great on Series X. A little dark. I had to brighten the screen a little bit. Uh, Dark Void. Man, that is a time capsule of a video game. Isn't it? The animations, the dialogue, the style, mm-hmm. the shooting, the waist-high cover, the melee attack animations, the way that you fly around in the jetpack, everything just feels so 2002 or... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well 2004. Let's call it 2006. 2006. Okay, yeah. fair enough. The, the era of, like, the third-person shooter with Nolan North, like... It reminds me of, I didn't, I I wanted to look this up and I just realized I forgot. I think Nolan North plays the main guy. He sounds just like Drake. Drake! (laughs) (laughs) The lady that he ends up getting into trouble with, because it's like they crashed their plane and like, where are we? Bermuda Triangle bullshit. She sounds like uh, Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Yeah. Hmm. She's the one with the black hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. She may not be the same voice actor, but I'm like 80% sure it's Nolan North I'm listening to in Dark (laughs) Void. So it's like pre-Uncharted Uncharted, Uncharted, but with like weird robots and technology, but it's in the 1930s. It's so wild. It really is Mm -hmm. Rocket Man, because Rocket Man was... Yeah, it's legit Rocket Man. So yeah, I mean, it it was like two or three bucks on the Xbox Live Marketplace worth it i had fun yeah. and they hand out achievements in that game like candy so <laughs> that was cool it was a little nice little bonus <sighs> more elden ring and <laughs> let's see what else. it is no one oh. <laughs> it is yeah it is nice. no Lord. that's great nice nice yeah i thought so i mean it, it, his voice is pretty distinct yeah yeah uh more elden ring and then a Benjamin Gaming update. He has leaned full on into the Kirby Post game. Mm-hmm. And he got all the glims by himself, the pieces of Leon's soul. Wow. Yeah, he That's had impressive. me assist him with that final battle. We did it together, but he did that. He actually was on a hunt for all the Waddle Dees. I think I ended up getting the last 15 or so for okay. him. But a lot of the ones where you had to defeat a boss without getting hit, he did those. Okay. Yeah, he actually watched a Les play of a guy doing a boss rush and not getting hit by any of the bosses. And I think it gave him some ideas and some confidence, like this can be done. Mm -hmm. And he was like, isn't that weird how he went through and did all that? Like, he was thinking that the guy did it on his first try. Right. And I was like, Ben, this guy has practiced a ton in order to do that. Like, he's like, he did? I was like, yeah, that's how you get good, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's still just just starting to land that the reason why he struggles with some things or is not as good yet is because he needs to practice. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And that's bleeding over into a lot of things like track. He he loves running, but then we, we sign him up for track and he's like, this is hard. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, he has a track meet tomorrow. Yesterday is the time of the recording. So uh, wish him luck. I think he has a few more meets before he's done with track for the season. And um, I'm really rooting for him. I hope he does well. Yeah. And I hope he actually falls in love with running after he gets a little better at it. You know what I mean? So, go Ben. Go Ben. Woo-hoo. But yeah, I'm super proud of all of the accomplishments in Kirby and how good he's getting at that game. I'm very impressed. I got a chance to play Multiverses, the alpha. Oh, yeah, cool. How was that? Yeah. Gamer friend and former guest, Nerdy the Sensei, he actually had an extra code for it and sent it to me. So thank you, Nerdy. Appreciate you. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. The only complaint I have about it, and maybe this is just because it's so new and fresh, is that when you have more than two fighters, it gets a little frantic and I can't tell what's where. You know what I mean? But again, I think that's just me not being used to all the characters yet. Mm -hmm. a lot of mobility in that game 
you can play like Smash where you kind of dunk people off of the side of the stage, but you can't defeat them just because they're out of recovery moves because the recovery moves are almost infinite. You get two jumps, two air dodges, two special moves Dang. all together. And if you touch a wall and all of the arenas I fought on so far have a wall that go down, it resets. But every character has a dunk. So if you're out there fighting with somebody and you get above them, there's a pretty good chance you can just dunk them. Nice. The interface is interesting. They have rules that are unique to this game and they have an interface that's unique to this game. But in the options, you can change the controls, some of the you know game layouts and the interface itself to quote unquote legacy mode, which basically means Smash Brothers mode, which I that's thought was funny. funny. So you can make it look a lot more like Smash Brothers than it already does. Nice. There's obviously an emphasis on teamwork, and there are characters that have like tethers where they can like move characters around in and out of danger, healing moves, stuff like that. It's great. It also incur and again, this is kind of more of a hidden mechanic in Smash. They they weren't as upfront about it, but you do have diminishing returns when you attack enemies with the same move. Mm-hmm. But you get a bonus and kind of some sound cues if you're attacking enemies with different moves and that actually uh helps you get into a rhythm of diversifying the attacks that you apply to your enemies and it has a very robust tutorial system and i went through the entire tutorial you can play against bots if you just want to try it out you know without getting online and of course there's a a, a big focus on going online and picking which game mode you want to play and getting loaded up with other players. Getting into a game was a little slow, but again, it was an alpha, so I'm not going to hold that against it. And the mm-hmm. fact that this is coming out for free, I'm probably going to be playing this, man. Yeah, it's, I, it's I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on it. It's definitely got me interested. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it looks Kinda. really cool. They worked really hard on it. It is definitely a step above what Nickelodeon just tried. So. Yeah. And we're about to get that for free on PlayStation Plus. That is true. It's part of the news this week. Try the garbage. The last game I wanted to talk about, and this is so funny, it's a game I think I spoke about on the show before, but we just kind of picked it back up on a humbug. Journey of the Broken Circle. Do you remember me talking about that game? I don't. It's the indie game where the little circle with a kind of a piece cut out, so it kind of looks like a little Pac-Man. He's rolling along. And then he finds characters that can fit like a like a thorn that makes him helps him stick to walls or a balloon that he can blow up where he can float mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. It's kind of story based. You roll through and he's trying to like find himself become complete because he feels incomplete without uh, that chip uh, missing from his circle. And every friend that he finds along the way immediately provides some utility and helps you get access to new areas. But then after a while, they kind of get tired of traveling with the circle and they move on. And at the very end, you find a thing that fits the circle perfectly. And then the circle just zooms off, right? Mm -hmm. And you keep going through that. And then it's the circle that's like, I don't like how fast we're going and I like to take my time. And I I think I, I think we should part ways. So it's the circle kind of maturing and making the decision throughout the game. And then towards the end, you have this ultimate fight with anxiety, which is manifested by this black cloud. And it's like your self-actualization, your fear and your doubt about being alone, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you get past that, at the very end, you run into a square, just a square hanging out on a beach. And the circle's Mm -hmm. like, hey, what's up? I'm circle. Square's like, hey, I'm square. You want to hang out? Sure. And then you and Square just roll individually off the screen. And I knew that there was a message there because obviously they weren't exactly heavy handed, but there's some commentary going on when you think about the conversations in the game. And I wasn't thinking too hard on it, but it was so funny because Ben was next to me like he had been throughout the whole game. And he still remembered when he was younger and we played, you know, the first part of it. And then he was like, oh, so they're friends now. Like he was friends with the other pieces. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, why didn't he pick up the square and use it like he used the other people? And I was like, well, because friends don't need to have a use. Mm. I was like, oh. Oh, Oh, that's the message. (laughs) Message. (laughs) So it was the circle being okay with just being himself and then having friends that he didn't need anything from them. They didn't need anything from him. They were just enjoying their time together. And that's the message. So I was like, oh, circle gets the square. Yeah, a little free lesson for my six-year-old. Thanks, Journey, to <laughs> Journey of the Broken Circle. Nice. That's cute. 
Yeah, it was nice. And it's like a cheap, free indie game if you feel like playing something like that. But I just basically ruined the ending. Probably should have mm-hmm. put a spoiler alert. It's an old game. It's fine. Let's get over to gaming news. Gaming news. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Lots of stuff. You know what's funny? I didn't reorder my gaming news. I usually try to put the beefier stuff towards the end, but right up front, I have State of Play. Let's just talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. State of Play. State of Play. Oh my God. It's one of the best ever. (laughs) This is a meaty boy. I wrote down everything. We don't have to stay and play on every portion of the State of Play today. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Make way. (laughs) <laughs> the first thing they showed, which we knew was coming, but now we get an idea of what it's going to be, Resident yeah. Evil 4 Remake. Yeah. You know me and Resident Evil, I'm not really a big fan, but I hear, like you tell me all the time, Resident Evil 4 is like one of the best games ever, and this finally makes me be like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I think I'll do that. Or just do the old time. one, though. Yeah, but... Because it know. doesn't actually look that much different. Obviously, this has new, fresh graphics, but yeah. the old one isn't that aged. It's like remaking Final Fantasy X. It's like, yeah, but you lose some of the charm of that original game. Mm-hmm. For example, you hear Lord Sadler's voice. He's the main antagonist in that game. Mm-hmm. And the original one is like, mm, we will give you a gift, Leon S. Kennedy, American. And he's like very, very snooty. Rushed. Yeah. Yeah, and just very obnoxious, but in a campy way. And the Sadler voice in the trailer was like, Leon Kennedy. It was just boring. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a, you're in Spain, and there's a Spanish guy that you meet that he's kind of like a Latin lover stereotype a little bit. Mm-hmm. That we can update. I get that. But a lot of the camp seems to be removed. Now, I don't really know that 100% just from seeing this trailer. But knowing the tone they're going for from the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake, and people had issues with 2, well, not 2, more 3 than 2, because it took out a lot of things and it seemed more flat, right? Mm -hmm. And I see that trending in this game, so I'm wondering if it's even necessary. I'll play it for like a fun action game, but I don't think it's going to give me 100% of the things that Resident Evil 4 originally gave me which is odd because i feel like village was the spiritual successor to resident evil 4 Mm -hmm. it was just as silly and campy so i know that modern day capcom still has it in them to do this right so i don't want to make a full judgment on this game yet but right now i'm not a ton excited going into it just based off of that trailer other than the fact that it looks gorgeous and it'd be cool to revisit a newer realization of that world that i'm so familiar with do i need it that's what i'm wondering pc ps5 xbox x and s march 2023 then they gave us a slew of psvr2 titles Mm mm-hmm that interest you at all? I know you were digging mm. VR lately. And eh, not really. I mean, it was, yeah. what was it? Uh, Resident Evil Resident Village. Evil Village, Walking Dead, Walking Saints Dead. and Sinners, No Man's Sky, and, and then Horizon. Horizon VR, Call of the Mountain. That did not, it didn't interest me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just was just looking at, looking at it like, uh, I'm going to skip that. <laughs> I love VR. I think it's a fantastic experience. I think it is so wild when you do it for the first time, but it also makes me very ill. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough. It's tough for me to get excited about something I know that I'm probably not going to be able to enjoy for more than an hour. And the price of entry is probably going to be still prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Like, I'm still reeling from the amount of money that I spent on my original VR. Now you want me to buy a second one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. $600. Along the lines of Horizon, though, we got an announcement of a huge update to Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Uh, new Game Plus, performance mode improvements, more outfits, harder difficulty, new weapons and trophies. That gonna, is that going to bring you back? Well, you have my copy, so no. And, <laughs> and you still need to beat it. I do. I do. <laughs> If I get done with Spiritfarer before the end of this month, I'll pick Horizon back up for a bit until Three Hopes comes out. Because Three Hopes comes oh, out yeah. at the end of the month. I think it's like the 24th. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So. We'll see. Then we got Marvel Spider-Man on PC August Sweet. 12th. Uh, Stray is coming out real soon. Next month. July yeah. 19th. And it looks great. It's that cat game. Robots. And a cat. And, and you get it free if you are well, PlayStation Plus Extra. 
or above member. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that. that's neat. Yeah. Which, I'm still on the fence about that, but I think once it's out fully, I'm going to sit down and really compare the numbers and yeah, yeah. either keep Game Pass or switch it for premium, which would be cheaper in the long run. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, the Callisto Protocol. Ooh, baby. Excited. Oh, my That was a God. great trailer. It was so good. I was like, oh, Dead Space is back. Like, yes. for real, for real, Dead Space. Yeah, fuck all that noise EA is doing right now. They don't know what's up. They're just trying yeah. to remake their IP that they stole from a studio they scuttled. The real one, Dead Space veteran Glenn Schofield started up Striking Distance Studios. Him and his team coming with Callisto Protocol, and it had Dead Space DNA all over it. Yeah, it was, whew, it was fucking beautiful. And I know, like, graphics just keep... We say that graphics, well, I say a lot of times graphics can't get much better, but the graphics on that were, like, looking ridiculous. Now, I don't know if that was in-game or not, but even if it was just... Like, I think it said it was captured on the PS5. Okay. Even if it was just cutscenes, like, the facial animations and the sweat and everything, I was like, God damn, like, they are really pushing hardware and making stuff look better. I can't believe this things are starting to look so much better. It's ridiculous. What I'm really looking forward to, other than the creativity of the monster designs, is the sound design. Oh, man. It's gonna Boy, be so Dead good. Space. Nobody it's doesn't like so Dead Space. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait. And it comes out this year. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, December 2nd, 2022. Yep. Essentially Dead Space 4. But like Hell Dead yeah. Space rebooted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Love Skip it. that remake. Play Callisto Protocol. And then we had Roller Dome. Mm-hmm. I like the art style on that, and I liked the mobility. You're like skating around and playing like death matches, I guess, and shooting other rollerbladers, roller skaters. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it looks it looks all right. It looks neat. Uh, it's coming out soon enough to where we can you know take a peek at it. August sixteenth, PS4, PS5. Cool. Eternites. Boy, you already know I'm in there. Uh huh. <laughs> I seen uh-huh. that. I said. I was like, ooh, anime bullshit. I know Mike's yeah. gonna like this. <laughs> so I wish everything could go back to normal. Character's arm is cut off. Mm, nah, it's not mm. going to be normal no more. It looks like it's coming for Persona. It ain't going to knock it's it not off the pedestal or anything because it doesn't have enough style. But I like the aesthetic of a dating sim slash dungeon crawler. You know, I was mm-hmm. all over Boyfriend Dungeon. This seems to be a higher budget version of that. This is the debut title from Studio Psy. So we'll see if they can okay. bring it. It's going to be early 2023 PS4, PS5. I'm with anime shit. Let's go. Yep. 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 And then, man, this trailer, when I when this trailer started and I saw a large city and then a sign mm-hmm. said Metro City, I was yeah. like, oh, Final Fight! Is Final Fight back? <laughs> no, no. Not quite. Not Almost. 100%. But Street Fighter Six got a new trailer showing gameplay, but interestingly enough, there's an open world looking yeah. aspect or city exploration aspect yeah. to it. What's mm-hmm. up with that? Uh, I'm thinking the there's gonna be like a separate story mode where Luke, the main character, the main character of Street Fighter Six, the boxer, is gonna just be like going through the city, getting into fights, and literally like street fighting, like walking through the street and getting into a fight. <laughs> See, that's what I say. I saw aspects of like a 3D brawler. Like obviously yeah. they have traditional one-on-one like side-scrolling fighting, which is fine. But if they have that, like if the evolution of fighting games is they give you that plus and Mortal Kombat's tried to do this before, but they didn't implement it super well because anything mm-hmm. outside of 2D, they shit the bed. Not to say that their games aren't horrible, but they're just not refined. Like yeah. think back to Shaolin Monks. Great game, kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. But if they are actually able to pull off what it looked like they were trying to pull off, where you're roaming the city and just doing like 3D fights and then you challenge like the heavy hitters to like one on one street I'm I'm I'll play that. Dude, those ca- the character that. designs look fucking amazing. Yes. The art style looks great. Chun-Li looking thick. Yeah, they're <sighs> leaning into that, like, more colorful graffiti type yeah. thing. Like, with Street Fighter Four, it was more so, like, ink watercolor mm. type. And now it's, like, straight up graffiti, 90s, this is what we're looking like. And it just, oh, that new character that, uh, what is he, like, a drunken boxer break dancer type yeah i know you're talking about i can't remember his name i know you're talking about oh he looks fucking dope yeah i don't get excited for street fighter i just me neither but this excited me yes i was was like i want to play this (laughs) cap god yeah still here still bringing it they learned their lesson from five is what Mm -hmm. it looks like 
Now, it's not out yet, so we know when it comes out, it's probably going to be not as bare bones as Street Fighter V when it came out. I was going to say, it looks like a lot of effort. You and I had lamented in the past, and it looked like it was just trending this way for a while. The fighting games were becoming more and more stripped down and Mm -hmm. piecemealed, and you could see the heart and the passion kind of ripped out of it. And I thought that's just the way they were going to be now, because people were going to still buy them and it was going to be profitable. And then comes along Capcom, like, we're actually going to make an effort with Street Fighter Six. At least that's what it appears to mm-hmm. be. And that logo change. <laughs> I really hope that what we saw is an indication of what it's actually going to be. And again, Ryu versus Chun-Li, two thick, beautiful, sexy <laughs> characters. I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> I couldn't <Yeah>. believe. <laughs> I could not believe what I was witnessing with my eyes. It was just pure art. So yeah, I'm into it. A couple of announcements as far as, like, ports. They had Tunic, right? Yeah. So they mentioned Tunic coming to the PlayStation on September 27th. A lot of these games, Street Fighter, most likely Callisto Protocol, because I haven't confirmed some of them. A lot of them are coming multi-platform, but obviously during a state of play, they're just going to say PlayStation, right? Right. Well, Street Fighter said Xbox and Series X and PC. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Trailer, yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, they they put it on the trailer, too? Yeah. We don't care about your state of play. We're telling everybody where it's at. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Tunic is coming to PlayStation, possibly other platforms on September 27th. And then there was this uh, really interesting game called Season, A Letter to the Future. It was that woman who was riding around Mm -hmm. her bike and meeting people. I really liked the look of it. It looked very relaxing and kind of fun. Yeah, it was like the, open environments. It was like an adventure, exploratory, that type of thing. You know? Unfortunately for that game, it was shown after all of this other stuff. That was true. Like, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Get this off my screen, boy. <laughs> well, I, I was just because it. it came after everything else. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I probably would have been into it in the moment <laughs> if it was like first. Yeah, Tunic and Season were sandwiched in between greatness. That is true. Mm-hmm. But no, Season is something I want to keep an eye out for, and it's going to be coming pretty soon. Fall 2022, PS4, PS5. Final Fantasy 16. We finally oh, got an update. Oh, God. And a beefy trailer. It's Devil May Cry. You think so? No, it is. The director of Devil May Cry is doing the combat, I believe, for this game. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's legit Devil May Cry. <laughs> I kind of like that. And I'm not mad at it. No, not at all. And I see a lot of people mad at Oh, Final Fantasy used to be turn-based and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Final Fantasy hasn't made a good turn-based game since 10. Like, let's be real. Wow, that's so true. Like, wow. that was literally the last turn-based Final Fantasy. Wow, that is so yeah. true. So it's been over 20 years since you had turn-based. Right? <laughs> Let it go. If you're shitty about not being able to play turn-based Final Fantasy, get yourself a Nintendo Switch and buy Bravely Default 2. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, exactly. But, oh my god, let's let's talk about this trailer. So, I love how they're leaning into the summons being, like, even more important to the story than they were in 15. Yeah, I love it when a Final Fantasy really leans into the lore of the summons and they become integral to the plot. And it looked like you were going to be doing a lot of, like, not maybe Pokemon style, but summon battles, basically, right? And I love Mm -hmm. how they did summon battles in Final Fantasy X. The way that the interface looked like, it almost looks like you would control the summon directly or the character controlling the summons off screen. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the art and I love the summon designs. I hate the look of the interface. It's so ugly. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier and I was like, it's probably going to change. I like, it's not it coming will. out until summer of next year, so they're yeah. definitely going to tweak the interface. Yeah, I hope somebody was like, hey, that uh, that HUD looks like shit. You're going to fix that, right? <laughs> right. No, it's it's like it's like the interface and the heads-up elements were lifted from a different game with a yeah. completely different graphical style and mm-hmm. just laid over top this this beautiful, That's exactly what you know, it like. Souls-like looking art. I hated it. So I, I do hope they pull that back or at the very least, if they don't change it and you're right, they probably will maybe give you the ability to remove it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or remove elements of it. I love it when they allow you to like fully customize a HUD and dictate which elements are included in the opacity and all that. So, yeah. And it's a, uh... Oh my god, it gave me chills at the end of that trailer when they were singing the names of the summons. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Bahamut. Ifrit. Ifrit. <laughs> I was like, oh, chills. Oh god. Odin. Yeah. Odin was in it. Odin hasn't been in a game in so long. I mean, Ramu, man. He was in 15, though. That's true. 
Yeah, Odin hasn't been. God. What about Garuda though? Garuda hasn't been Garuda? in uh, Final Fantasy since like. Four? I think Garuda was in fifteen as well, but it was like a DLC or something. Oh, it was DLC. I okay. think so. You know what? I fair because I didn't play the DLC. But yeah, uh, God, wow. it, yes. it just looks amazing. Story wise, I'm story wise, I, yeah. <laughs> Because they're like the kingdom. It sounds like you can Final Fantasy twelve and you can bullshit. Make another one, and yeah. you know we have to tax and get our money. <laughs> Sometimes when they lean too heavy into swords and sorcery, like the medieval style Final Fantasy, it can go awry. Yeah. Especially post Hironobu Sakaguchi, like he somehow when he was on the project, even if he wasn't the direct overhead, like the director, maybe he was you know producing. You still had some kind of friendly, tongue-in-cheek, kind of relatable dialogue. Mm-hmm. And after he left, that all went out the window. So anytime they lean really hard into the kind of Ivalice yeah, aesthetic, you know, your Final Fantasy Tactics, your Final Fantasy Twelve, your Final Fantasy Nine, it just seems to get really dire and boring, at yeah. least to me. Yeah, so. and one of the things that I am a little worried about is that it seems like you're going to be only playing as one character. Or two separate characters, and there's no no party. Like, yeah. the thing that made 15 bearable for me was the fact that there were party members. That so you had your bros with you. Maybe they'll be limited like, other. 15. Because if, yeah. if it's a tight-knit group and it's only, like, three, I'm okay when RPG doesn't give you a ton of characters. They just give you enough to fill out a full party, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I hate it when they give you enough to fill out a full party and then, like, two more. Yeah. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with these two? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean, I think Stranger Paradise did that. There was like one or two extra, and, and you're like, what? No, just chaos. make it three. God. Wait, I'm chaos? No. <laughs> oh, so that was the state of play. Yeah. Beautiful. What would you rate the state of play overall? I'd have to give it like at least a nine. Yeah, it's a, it was short and sweet, and it had a lot of good info, a lot of stuff we've been asking for. It didn't knock my socks off, but I definitely saw more than a few things that I was excited about. So, yeah. I'd if God of War was in there, it would have been a 10. For sure. I would yeah. agree with you on that. If they were oh, like, God and, of War, yeah. Shadow Drop today. <laughs> right. And one last thing about uh, Final Fantasy sixteen: The fact that that's coming out next year means that 7 Remake Part 2 is probably at least two years away two to three years away that's the only unfortunate thing but you know we'll we'll hang in there and we'll we'll see what sefi and the boys are up to eventually maybe hang in there, hang in there buddy. <laughs> what if it just never comes out <laughs> yeah i'd almost be fine with it because remake was so good yeah it, so it could only go downhill from here it feels like we'll yeah. see we'll see we'll see all right let's uh continue with more playstation news playstation plus you alluded to this earlier this Tuesday, which as of the day we drop is like two days away, we're getting a decent uh, roundup. We're getting God of War, which is older, uh, but yeah. that's that's free. You got Naruto to Baruto, Shinobi Striker, and then Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which yeah. uh, I did not want to buy, but I was curious about. And now I don't have to. Very cool. Yay. Yay. So there you go. Recent update on Xbox. They're finally allowing players to reveal hidden achievements. I cannot believe this wasn't a thing yet. Oh, shit. You know how on PlayStation, if it's hidden, you can press square and then it'll show you what the details are. You know, Oh, I didn't even know it. you could do that. <laughs> oh, well, for those yeah. of you who don't know, on PlayStation, if you see a hidden trophy, you can hit square and then it'll bring up the details for you. Nice. So I, I understand the idea behind hidden achievements. You don't want to spoil yourself. But if you want to know what it is or your achievement hunting, you should be able to reveal the hidden trophies to see what they are. Right. With this, you can without having to get on the internet. So that's nice. Nice. Sega. Sega! <laughs> <laughs> Sega! They announced the Mega Drive Mini 2 for Japan. <laughs> this one has Mega CD games. Or what we would call Sega CD Sega games, CD, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has 50 titles, which is eight more than the mm-hmm. mini that we already got, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's releasing late October in Japan. They haven't confirmed a, re- a Western release, but I don't see why they wouldn't. There's still rumors in the air about whether or not they're going to do a Dreamcast, but the fact yeah. that they're doing a second mini tells me yes, because they made enough money on the first one. So I'm happy about that. Going to get this. We have some confirmed titles. Uh, so they have Sylphid, Shining Force CD, Sonic CD, Mansion of Hidden Souls, Popful Mail, Virtual Racing, Bonanza Bros, Shining in the Darkness, Thunder Force 4, Magical Teruruto, 
Fantasy Zone, which is a new mm. Mega Drive port that originally wasn't on it. It's okay. like, I don't know. They're, they're bringing some mods and some new hotness. And uh, yeah, I mean, considering how hard it is to track down all the crap you need to get in order to like have a Sega CD experience, which the whole, you know, release of that originally was poorly planned out. Yeah. There's a lot of titles that were pretty decent that were lost to time. I can't wait. And I feel like we're trending towards this till we get that Sega Saturn mini and that Sega Dreamcast mini. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's going to be, be wonderful. Crazy. I'm super into that. Some Power Stone. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that is on the horizon for you retro gamers out there. Be excited. And then the last piece of news that we have before we're going to hop off today. Pokemon Scarlet Violet gets a mm. new trailer. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the trailer? It was a good trailer. Yeah, right? Yeah. They were like, we're doing a lot of different. You thought Legends Arceus was different? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here have some of this. You thought Arceus was open world? Check out this right. open world. Oh, you're gonna get basically four player co op. Wow, like what? Yeah, it's kind of like the raids in Sword and Shield, but you just continue on. You just yeah. get with three of your buddies and let's go. Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. <laughs> it's, let's it, go yeah. Scarlet and Violet. Let's go Fuego. What, what do you think about right? <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> what do you uh? What do you think about those legendaries, man? I. <sighs> Violet, I'm getting Violet. I want yeah. the futuristic robot dragon. I gotta have yeah. it. They they both look amazing. Speaking of the futuristic dragon, did you notice the clothes that the two different professors were wearing and the difference between the Scarlet Dragon and the Violet Dragon, the legendaries? Uh, no, I didn't. It seemed like one of the professors and one of the dragons, because the, the, the dragon from Scarlet seemed like a, an ancient Chinese dragon. Uh-huh. And the professor was wearing older clothes, older looking, like feudal looking clothes. Mm-hmm. That was the female professor. The male professor was wearing futuristic looking clothes. And then you have that futuristic looking ass dragon. I'm wondering if there's going to be time travel in this. Hmm. Yeah. And that may give you a reason actually to get both. <laughs> yeah. Because what if Copies. the aesthetic plays out through the entire game and you're playing in the same region, but one's in the past and one's in the future? That would be too interesting because essentially that's two different games yeah yeah which is a little tough on the wallet but they do like bundles and sales yeah you got and you're and you're gonna buy both games anyway like uh, i don't always do that well i mean like the the pokemon fan is gonna, gonna buy both games like I'm the a hardcore pokemon, pokemon. Fan. hardcore I'm a hardcore I'm a hardcore Pokemon fan. Apparently not. You're not. Well, no I guess I'm not. Yeah. I guess you had to check my. You got to speak with your there. goddamn wallet, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Lechonk, one of the new Lechonk. Pokemon revealed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, was I was like, they did not name this one for Lechonk. Lechonk. <laughs> Lechonk. <laughs> he is my favorite, and I will die for him. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that because it's got an open world aesthetic, you can tackle the gems in any order. I think it'd be cool if they dynamically scaled the gems depending on what order you did them in so let's say if you did a certain gym as your first gym they may only only have two pokemon of a lower level but if you did it as your last gym they may have like four pokemon of higher levels right yeah so it would that would be so cool if they dynamically scaled the gems mm-hmm. the professors are super hot that's what people are saying on the internet i have to agree yeah. they're very sexy mm-hmm and uh, they showed in the trailer, and the way it was cut leads me to believe that they're trying to make it look like Arceus, but it's not actually like Arceus, which I think is a little underhanded. Right. They show you sneaking up on a Pokemon, and then they show the animation of the character throwing a Pokeball at the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that looks a lot That's like a... how you throw a Pokeball right. in battle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't think you're going to be catching Pokemon in the field like Arceus, which would be cool, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. No, nah, it would be that that would be too too much on the poor switchy poo. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Now, it does look like you can still approach Pokemon in the field, kinda like you could in Sword and Shield. So that's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's gonna switch back to traditional turn based. I would be happy to be proven wrong because I love the way that they switched up catching in Arceus. It's one of my favorite things about that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's looking good. Everything's looking yeah. good. Yeah, so I think we might wrap the episode up. No listener questions this week. I know, like I said, you got a hard stop, so we need to get you out of here. Uh, you feeling anything this week? Stranger Things, season four. Oh, wow. We didn't even yeah. talk about that, have we? No. I have only been watching one episode per day, and I think I have two left of this first part of the season, and it is a great season. Yeah, wow. I'm really enjoying it. 
I think my favorite episode so far out of like the first five was the Max centric one. You know which one yeah. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are fans and you haven't gotten out, well, you, you probably watched it already. But if you haven't watched it at all, do it because season four going strong. Yeah. And the boys season one just dropped in that fucking one of the opening scenes fucking almost made me throw up. And I have a strong season. What? Se- season three. Oh, okay, I thought you said season one. Oh, I probably did. <laughs> yeah, the boys is the boysens. The boys season three <laughs> dropped in this shit's wild already. Okay. Like I can't I can't deal with it. Yeah, that's not a show that I've actually gotten on with because I think I'm feeling superhero fatigue, so I've been picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. Uh and plus Invincible was around out around that time and I like that way more. Yeah. But uh yeah, for you boys fans out there, you fans Boish. of boys? Yeah, you like boys, boys, boys all type of boys. They're they're there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to give it up to the sponsor. We'll be back to close it out. Please don't go nowhere. And we're back. Derek, people need the gamers. They need the goodies. They need the more. How can you help them out? They can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. I'm on Instagram at gamer goodies more and Twitter at goodies underscore more. And I'm also at the Peddler's Mall on East Washington Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 7803 East Washington Street. Hit me up. I got some dope shit. I just got an R2-D2 Xbox 360 in there. It makes a little R2-D2 sounds and everything. It's so cool. Yeah. I've always wanted one of those, but it's it's the height of opulence to get one now. I don't need it. But right. oh, man, they're so cool. They're so cool. I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, great, man. Again, folks, we upload every single Sunday. So come and check us out at our hub. Anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are played, including Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Find us on the social medias. We're on TikTok slash at player two is enter the pod. Facebook slash player two is enter the pod. YouTube slash mm-hmm. player two is enter the podcast. We're on Patreon. If you'd like to support us monetarily, thank you, Jordan, our current Patreon subscriber. Uh, that's patreon.com slash player two is under the pod. And if you want to contact us, you can do it through social media or you can email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com if you have listener questions, guest suggestions, feedback. Before we go today, I want to give a special shout out. I'm actually um, having a rough day. I'm very, very sad. And I wanted to keep my head up into this episode, but my uncle Myron died today. He was very, very close with my family and one of my favorite cousins, Michael, that was his father. Mm-hmm. And he was taken too soon. We knew it was going to happen for a little while. So I've had a couple of weeks to prepare for this, but it still hit like a truck. Yeah. So thoughts, prayers, whatever it is that you do, we would appreciate it uh, while we uh, go through this tough time. I want to say a few words about Myron. Myron was one of my favorite uncles because he was such a good father. And I aspire to be like him. Michael, his son, is one of my favorite cousins for a reason. He's a stand-up guy. He's talented. He is humble. He is funny. He is kind. And I chalk that up to how his father raised him. And Myron was just a fun dude to be around. You know what I mean? Like He always livened the room up with his presence. And he will be sorely, sorely missed. Um, I am, I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as always, uh, we appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. We love you, and we hope to see you next week. Take care. Peace.